Welcome to the Keep Texas Red podcast, where we discuss the importance of true conservative values. Follow us on KeepTexasRed.org. And now, here's your host, campaign strategist and political commentator, Joseph Vargas. Our guest today is an attorney. He served in the Texas House of Representatives in the 115th district in Dallas County. Rice University rated him the number one conservative in the Texas House. He is a current chairman of the Republican Party of Texas. Welcome to the podcast, Matt Rinaldi. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Now, Matt, what made you decide to run for chairman of the Republican Party after former chairman Alan West stepped down? Well, we're the reason why is because we're coming up on the most important election, certainly in my lifetime, possibly in, in history. Um, we're really meeting a crossroads right now. We are at a place where we have uh, a very divided society and we can go in one of two directions. We can continue the American experiment, um, continue to live in a free society uh, with a free market that values individual excellence um, individual responsibility as well, uh, and continues to teach our children to grow up in an America that they love. Or we could go a different direction, and we can go where uh, about half or slightly more than half of the Democratic Party is right now, uh, which is on the road to communism. I, I hesitate to even say socialism because we're not even talking about European type socialism anymore. We're talking about communism along with all of the authoritarianism that comes with it, as we see from cancel culture um, and, and everything else that, that's sprung up in, in just the last five years. Um, so I saw the Republican Party lost Allen. He's going to run for governor. He had a different calling. I wanted to make sure that the party had a strong leader uh, and a very, very defined direction. So, Matt, you felt the opportunity to see the Republican Party from two different views. Number one, as being a member of the Texas House, and now as chairman of the Republican Party of Texas. So having these two different views, what have you learned about the party itself? Um, I, think, I think it's helped. I think it does help to see it from two different views. Um, because I think if you come into the party organization, uh, any, I think anyone who runs a business or an organization has the ability to, to obviously manage the organizational portion. Um, and anyone who's been involved with campaigns can, can uh, manage the political side of the organization. But being in the state legislature gives you the unique perspective in terms of messaging and leading the debate um, so that you can very adeptly and strategically um, move the Overton window and change what people are talking about. Uh, and that's what we've tried to do with vaccine mandates. We've tried to do it with um, child gender modification bans um, and pushing our legislative priorities. We did it quite successfully with the six-week uh, uh, the heartbeat bill and the constitutional carry bill. Um, neither of those was expected to pass at the beginning of session. And the Republican Party of Texas, together with the grassroots and so many different organizations, combined to lead a grassroots surge that really carried those bills over the finish line. And that, that's what I think the legislative aspect gave me. 
was the ability to see all the working parts and be able to push not only the organizational side and the political side, but the, the, the legislative priorities of the Republican Party of Texas. Democrats seldom defend their political stances with any types of facts or figures or statistics. You know, that instead, they always use false accusations, like including calling someone a racist or just labeling any type of even research as misinformation. So what is your advice to current Republican candidates that are going to be facing this type of slander in their campaigns? Well, d don't apologize, <laughs> for one. I mean, that, that's the worst thing you can do when, when Democrats sense weakness, they, they, they pounce on it and, um, and ignore it and fight back. I mean, that, that, that's the thing is everyone's so scared of cancel culture and the allegation that you're racist. Democrats say everything's racist. There was an article I thought in, the, in Slater, The Atlantic, or one of those, one of those publications, are peanut butter and jelly sandwiches racist? Are classical, is classical music racist? That's a term designed to silence people. Uh, it's, it's authoritarianism in action. Um, essentially, they want to make people on the right so scared of being labeled a racist, being deplatformed, that they simply don't speak. So we have to fight through that and we have to speak the truth um, and weather those accusations and ignore them and fight back. Also, this uh, upcoming summer, we're going to be at an another of the state Republican convention. A lot of Republicans, you know, get together and we all work on the legislative priorities for the party. So what are your thoughts on getting more elected Republicans in Austin to actually push for the platform and the legislative priorities that we spend so much time working on? Well, the first thing you can do right now, uh, it's the first day of early voting in the Republican primary. Uh, the primary date is March 1st. There'll be early voting over the next two weeks. First thing you can do is elect as many conservative Republicans as you possibly can. And if you don't know who the conservative is in a particular race, the Republican Party of Texas doesn't endorse, but there are other organizations that are very well respected that do, like Texas Right to Life, um, Texas Scorecard, Texas Eagle Forum. Look at the legislative uh, scorecards put out by those organizations, by Rice University, uh, that ranks the legislator, legislators from most conservative to least conservative and vote wisely in the primary so we can pick our best group of candidates. Secondly, make your voice heard. That, that's what we're trying to do in the Republican Party of Texas is we're not going to be just a cheerleading society for elected officials. Um, while we're not going to attack our elected Republicans, we're certainly going to talk about issues. And if those elected Republicans are not talking about the same issues or pushing the same issues, it's going to be very apparent to people. So really, the primaries are so important, as is the threat of a primary when the primaries are not going on. Um, so the grassroots just need to stay involved, be in communication with your elected representatives, talk about our legislative priorities, um, and the Republican Party of Texas will help you. Also, Matt, it's a very evident that Texas has a target on its back, especially this coming election in November. A lot of issues going on here right now, especially even across the border, where a lot of people even think that this is actually something that was planned to later influence and get more Democrat voters. What are your thoughts on the border crisis that we're experiencing right now here in Texas? 
I mean, it, it's a humanitarian disaster. Um, cartels across the border have functional control of the border. Um, there's human trafficking, um, drug trafficking. It, it's, it's, it's a disaster. Crime is up. Um, we have no functional control of our own southern border. And the Biden administration is not only doing nothing about it, it's actively encouraging this situation. So it's a huge issue for the Republican Party of Texas. And what we're asking our elected leaders to do and what our elected leaders need to do um, is uh, we can't just sit by and do nothing. We need to make it clear that the incursions on our southern border is an invasion and Texas has the right to stop that invasion if the federal government refuses. And the voters can vote on that proposition, which we put on the ballot. The Republican Party of Texas gets to select 10 propositions to put on the ballot. We're polling Republican voters. They can go to the polls and indicate that that issue is very important to them by voting yes to that ballot proposition right now. With everything that's been going on in the Republican Party in Texas, a lot of changes. Where do you see the party in probably the next two years here in the state? I think the Biden administration has been such an abject failure on all levels um, that we are going to see a wave election in 2022 and we're going to elect a Republican president in 2024. And that president will have unified control of the federal government. Um, we've seen Biden right now has in Texas, I know, low 30s approval. He has a 20% approval rating among independents. And nationally, uh, it's quite similar. He has a low 30s approval rating, low 20s among independents. He is a failed president and people see it. I think there was one national poll that said uh, they, they actually asked, is there anything that Joe Biden has done that you approve of? And it, and it said the border economy. It even included personal characteristics. So it's like, yeah, if he's a likable guy, you know, that you can say that too. 56% of the people said, no, there is not one thing that he has done that we approve of. And that's staggering. We've seen a 15 point shift to the Republican Party in generic polling. That's that's unprecedented. It's been in one year. It shifted 15 percent to the Republican Party and gave Republicans a nine point advantage in the generic ballot. We had the Tea Party revolution in 2010. We only had a two point advantage in generic balloting. So we're going to see a wave election like we've never seen before. And it's up to Republicans to do something with that. We need to turn this resounding electoral victory that we have that we are going to have into a reality because we need to actually work for it. Um, then once we accomplish it, we need to turn that electoral victory into policy victories so that people see actual changes in their lives from the Biden administration disaster. So following up with your comment about the Republicans having to get involved, how important do you think this primary election is and then ultimately the November election for Republicans here in Texas? I think it's huge. You know, if you have, uh, you know, if you have a Republican in your district who's standing up for the grassroots, who's standing up for our Republican priorities, and they get resoundingly reelected in a primary, that sends a message to everyone else, and it 
Conversely, if you're in one of the districts who your Republican representative wasn't standing up for those priorities uh, and wasn't working for the grassroots and, uh, and, and that individual gets reelected, you know, that, that's going to send the opposite message. So I think the primaries are so important because in a state that has unified Republican control, where districts are, are um, every 10 years are redistricted, generally to elect a person from one party or the other, um, the party primaries are where we select our leaders. I mean, this is the election in most areas of Texas, except for maybe you know, 10, 15 House districts and three congressional districts. This is the election, March 1st. So in conclusion, Matt, what is your message to Republicans across the state? My message is that we are in a crossroads in our nation's history. And we are literally fighting to save America. And this election is going to be uh, our first victory if we do it right. And the Republican Party of Texas is going to be here um, both leading up to that election and after that election to ensure that we not only save America, but we implement the policies afterwards necessary to keep the America uh, the same as the America we grew up in and love. And the Democrats are trying to change that. We have to stop them. Well, Matt, thank you for being on the podcast and thanks for everything you do for the Republican Party of the state and all the best to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Keep Texas Red podcast. Follow us on keeptexasred.org.